Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the paradox of choice. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. People often say the problem with modern dating is that there are too many choices. Is it that there are too many choices or that we don't know how to make good choices? Like a wise person once said, with great power comes great responsibility. That was Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. And like another wise person said, life is a series of choices, so quit being a dummy and make better choices. That was me. I'm kidding about the dummy part, though. But our choices can make or break our lives and our mental health, which is why we're going to explore them today. But before we jump in, guys, you know that this podcast runs by word of mouth. So please tell your friends and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Also, leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. We're also on social media. We're at kind of dating across the board. And Aisha is back in the house. I'm back, y'all. What's up? How's it, <laughs> how's it going? I've missed you. I know. It's been so long. I've been hungover for like a week. Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where can everybody find you on socials? You guys can find me at Aisha Says Dance. And everyone. I am your complicated friend at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. All right, guys, we are getting into our episode. I'm so excited to have the former BuzzFeed star for Pero Like. He's a comedian and proud Dominicano, Gadiel Dalorbe. What up? You said that right. You I said know. that right. I know. I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Um, uh, I feel special. We. I'm. I'm I, I got to be the most special guest in here. You. You are. Right. You are our the most special guest on this podcast ever. Oh yeah, you be telling that shit to everybody every week. <laughs> it's almost like I'm like a Dominican man, right? Isn't that what we were just talking about? Okay. How Dominican men. Just can say all the right things to get to you. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, I got like thirty four years of experience of being Dominican, <laughs> and I could tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, and let me tell you, like I lived in California for like fourteen, well, fourteen years, and then I still like, and I don't even notice it. Sometimes when I'm, when I'm out on a date with a girl and I say certain things, I don't even notice until she goes like, "Wow, you are so Dominican." I'm like, "What did I say?" And then I catch myself like, "Damn, mommy, come over here." She'd be like, damn, you are really Dominican. I was like, okay. But if I try that same line on a Dominican woman, you're like, oh, mama, tu eres sexy. Right? Like, that you look sexy in Spanish. Dominican women are like, we heard all that shit. And we're like, that shit don't work on me. So you have to try a different approach. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not used to this. Back down. <laughs> yeah. Dominican woman will be like, sit your ass down. But at the same time, women, Dominican women will do the same thing to the men too. Oh, yes. They know how to gas Ooh. you up. They were like, they, they'll gas you up. Ay, papi, diablo, coño. And then pop that shit. Where the fuck you think you're going? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like that TikTok trend. You know that there was that one where it's like, you're talking to your friend. You're like, what you doing? Where you at? But then the second it's your man, you're like, what you doing? Where you at? <laughs> um, I'm Aisha's going to ask you the first official question on the show, though. All right. First oh, question. Up? When we ask everybody, are you single or in a relationship? Single. Hey. <laughs> are you ready to mingle? I know that was I'm like a song, right? It's like, it's like the start of every hip hop song, except this one's like, hey, man. Shout out to all my single people. <laughs> single. I'm really happy. I don't know if I'm ready to mingle. What, what does ready to mingle mean? Is it just like just sex or is it just like... I don't know. However you describe however you identify as mingling. What, what is it for you? I mean, I think it just means getting out there, getting back out there. Like to even want to yeah. talk to another person mm-hmm. in that uh, context. Like, and that could be like totally like a hookup but it could also mean like i don't know getting in a relationship at some mm. point yeah so gadia we you know i i was like oh you got to come on the show because we we met through eric rivera another friend um who's been on the podcast um in the in the comedy world and uh and you told me some fucked up stories and i was like <laughs> all right man we need to discuss the choices you are making and yeah. your state of mind so, because I think it's, it, it happens to a lot of people. So, all right. Tell us your, tell us your fucked up story. You, you got two of them. Fucked up story. I got two of them. Uh, I'm going to start with the whole baby situation. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was. You know, like, yeah, I, I had a one night stand with somebody, but you know, it was like somebody I sleep with, but then I don't. Mm-hmm. Like a flex. Yeah. yeah. I did. It, it, it was an ex-girlfriend. though. That's where I fucked up. You know, exes. They have to stay on the past. That's what I learned. This this is what taught me to keep exes in the past. Once once the chapter closes, you had to keep that motherfucker closed <laughs> and never look back. All right. So she came over to the house and she was like, "I'm drunk. I'm gonna come over to your house." I was like, "Word." She, <laughs> she yep. came over and whatnot and whatever. Like we did the thing, and then she calls me up like a month later, and she goes like, "By the way." I'm anemic. 
I'm like, oh man, you know, take some iron or some shit. I don't know what you're telling me for. Broccoli. She's like, <laughs> she's like, do you remember the last time I was in I'm like, ah, I'm in five years. How the fuck you think I'm? Going why? Why life? do I remember your blood count? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Because you're usually low on iron, maybe, right? Right? <laughs> what did you want me to tell you? Right? She was like, oh, you're so stupid. You don't pay attention. You don't care. I might be pregnant. I'm like, oh, shit, no, don't tell me that shit because I pulled out, right? And this whole time, I was like, yo, nah, we good because I pulled out, right? And, and I was stressing the hell out. And she was like, yo, I'm going to take the pregnancy test. I was there with her at the FaceTime while she took the pregnancy She took two pregnancy tests. And uh, when she took the t- pregnancy test, it came back positive that she was pregnant. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, but we're not together. And I'm like, you know, I probably am the father. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh we took a paternity test and all that stuff. We did the NIPP. It came back that was 99% the father of the child. They, and I was like, were? that was yeah. right. And I was like, oh shit, there's still a one percent chance that I'm not, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's still a chance. <laughs> Because I'm a positive person. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> but uh, no, and I was like, oh my, yeah, I was in denial. I was in denial. I didn't, I didn't want it. Like, I'm like, yo, like, I didn't want to have this child. I'm like, we're not together. And she was like, I'm going to keep it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for it. I, I'm going to be a father to this child. I fucking got her. I did her baby shower. Like, you know what I mean? I, I fucking paid for the whole food, the drinks. I, even though I was not there, like, she didn't even want me at the baby shower, mm-hmm. right? I was like, fine, that's fine. If you don't want me in the baby shower, that's fine. It's my son. My son's going to have a dope-ass baby shower, right? I got her the place. I, it was in a club. There were not. Everything was taken care of. Everybody drank and ate for free, I hope right? she was not drinking, though, but, you know. Everybody else. I was hoping she kind of did. No, oh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Just in case, people be good, like, oh my God, I'm, not, I'm joking. I'm not serious. Like, yes, yes. But, um, and uh, uh, the baby was born, and I was like, I was, I was taking care of, like, you know, um, she, was, she was a great mom. I would travel down there on the weekends and, and take care of my son, mm-hmm. right? And I would take care of him at night while she's sleeping, and he'll wake up every three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first, I was like, oh my God, I got you, papi. You're my son, I got you. By 10 o'clock in the morning, I was like, yo, fuck this little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. I got you, I'm out. Babies are work, but you, man. Yeah, but I appreciate and respect her because she dealt with that shit every single night and every single day. Yeah. And all I needed to do is like one day out of the week or two days, right? And I was stressful and I, I was stressed out. And so I could feel her pain. But for only one day, like it's nothing compared to to what she had to do, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I have a much respect for her for doing that. And um, it took, I mean, you know, it's to change somebody's diaper, to, to have the baby lay on top of your chest, to feel his foreskin, his forehead, not foreskin. It's like, what? It but yeah, if we, he has to, I was like, yo, keep the foreskin, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> to feel his forehead against my cheek when, when he falls asleep on me, right? 
the warmness of them, the the skin of a baby, the smell of a baby. And and I was like, this is my son, you know, to buy him the food, to take it, to pay child support. And think about like how his future is going to be. That I'm going to teach him how to play baseball, even though I don't know how to play baseball, but I think it's a Dominican thing to do. Right. Mm. And uh, I was like, but, but there was something that I was like, it, 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 there's something inside of you that says he doesn't look like me, mm. right? Mm. Uh oh. You know he he's dark, but she liked dark motherfuckers, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's dark like me, but like like but I'm like there, you know. But like the features. Person. There's no features. I'm like you know I got I got big old ears, my nose and lips. Like he ain't got none of that. So I was like, there's something funny here. And um, mm. I, I I brought a at home paternity test, and the paternity test came back on Mother's Day that it was not my son. Wow! Oh man! So it's like your life is going one way. Your life is like I'm a father. That's it. I accepted this identity, and then life goes like, boom, nah. Wow! That's not your identity. That's not the role. Like, and then at first I I was depressed before becoming a father and then I accepted it and then you know what it is to accept something and then yeah. be, be instead of being happy being depressed for not you know what I mean? like yeah right it's such a mind fuck uh, it's wow. like that's crazy it's a mind fuck mind fuck because it was a this there's an excitement there because I'm gonna go down this journey to be a child a father to this child and then did right? she accept but, it she was devastated Okay. Devastated. You also have to understand because this is one thing that I don't like because they're like right away blame her for this and make her the wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my family's right away like like their 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 attitude is right away like fuck her, right? And she did this on purpose. I'm like she took the same paternity test I took. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So she was under the impression that this was my child too. So. Why are we so quick to be like she's the bad one when she's been very patient with me? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But so, and have you guys like confirmed it after that? Like through I don't know if there are other paternity set tests that are like more accurate or something. I called I, I called the first place and I was like, listen, the second paternity test came back. It came back that this is not my child and yours came back that I'm the father. And they were like, listen, we apologize. There's a lot of false positives that came out because of COVID and you were one of them. Oh, what? You want to hear something, you want to hear something funny? The name of this fucking place is Accurate DNA. Uh, <laughs> we're like, not Accurate DNA. Jeez. Damn. <laughs> wow. They were like, we'll give you a refund. I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At the very least, call it even. Yeah, the least they can do. Um, and and yeah. how old how old was the the child by the time you sort of figured that out? He was he was about to be three months. Oh yeah. And uh, I still think about him. I still think about him. I still think about like like is he sitting up already? Is yeah. He, uh, is he saying anything? Is he saying mama or is he right? Yeah. Uh. Does he have any problems with his chest or like, I don't know, these are the simple things of him holding his head up. Like, I'm like, I'm a miss on him walking for the first mm-hmm. time. And I just want to think about these things, but it, it, I feel like I can't intrude. I feel like this, I need to leave space for the real father to take 
hold of this baby whenever she feels comfortable because I feel like there's something that she has to deal with. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, I mean, how did all of that feel after? Like, now that you've passed through it, what, what did that do to you in terms of meeting new people or, or did it help in that, like, it made you realize, like, hey, maybe I want kids? Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, now, like, I'm all about IUDs. And, um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, IUDs also, like, breaking <laughs> shit. Sure. I'm hoping that, yeah, you're also doing what you need to do for yourself. <laughs> no, no, you could wrap me, it what, up. What it... Gadiel. I know, but I know I can wrap it up, but goddamn. You could get lambskin. <laughs> get lambskin. Wow. That's yo, that shit feels like nothing. Nothing. After all that. Yo, having have, having sex with a condom is like having sex with a red coat. Oh my god. Right? That shit that shit don't feel good. Why? <laughs> Y'all know that's just true. I um, honestly I'm always yeah. I have like a whole bit in my my set about. Yeah. All the guys have tried to raw dog, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I, I break it down into Indian you know, math terms. <laughs> Indian math terms. I'm like, they're always like, every guy's always like, no, just two minutes, two minutes. That is. So I'm like, but you're only gonna last ten minutes. Oh yeah, everybody. So is that yo, like a, a prerequisite you know what? for a woman that you're dating now? Or do you ask them what form of birth control? Actually, no, I'm not. It was a joke, uh, <laughs> but in, in all seriousness. I think I'm, I'm like, I need time for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't want to date. I don't want to see nobody. I don't want no girlfriend, no nothing. I want to spend 2021 by my damn self. No, don't think about no kids. Matter of fact, I can't even walk through the baby aisle <laughs> in bonds. I was like, oh, it's how the fuck much. did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds like, like Similac, it... The word Similac is a trigger word. Shit, I won't tell you that I did a print ad for Similac once. I don't even know what that is. I did. <laughs> like a when baby they came powder. In Similac. <laughs> they, when I did it too in New York, it was in New York. They came over to me during casting and they were like, look, we know you're Indian, but we're going to cast you as Latina. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sure, man, whatever, I don't, I don't care. I was like, you pay me, I don't care. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But get so like, it sounds like trauma. I mean, clearly you went through, this was a traumatic moment for your psyche. Um, And sometimes like people always think trauma is like somebody had to beat us, but it's not that, right? It's like it hurt your soul Mm -hmm. to think that there was a child because I think that is no matter what we say, sometimes like the biggest thing that we can do as humans, you know? Um, is bringing a yeah. child into the world. And then I think you like really committed to that. And then you go, oh, fuck, this is not mine. And, the, and then what role do you play or what can you not play? Because now there's maybe another mm. person and you still care. But so it's just like, mm. it's a lot of emotion to process. And sometimes like you're probably doing the right thing, which is taking a break and being like, woof, mm-hmm. I need... Anytime, anytime like, for me. I'm like, and it doesn't hurt not to date anybody for the rest of this year. Yeah, no, no. I not, did it the year before a, the pandemic. I took a yeah, year off. Don't you got a, don't you got a boyfriend now? Now I do, but I said I did it before. I met him at the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but but a year before in 2019, yeah. I took off. 
Okay. I still fuck here and there. like. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I also <laughs> fucked here and there. But what I mean is I didn't date. <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like, I feel like also like, people need time to get away from fucking too. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Think about it. Like, you, you meet somebody, and you, you, how many times you sit with somebody and they, you're done and they're like, you're like, mm, should I call the Uber? You I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. Right? And a lot of times. It feels meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. Afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes mundane, like, and then you're, you're risking your own body for what? Exactly. Well, that's, that's actually, like, what I talk about of how I changed from kind of being, like, that person I used to fuck around all the time and, like, not give a shit. And then it started getting to a point where I was, like, uh, I would have sex and be, like, looking at, the like, my my fake watch. I don't even have a watch, but I'd be, like, I got to go. And I just felt nothing. And then I was like, this is a fucking waste of time. It's like, doesn't even feel that good just because I don't care. Mm. Um, And then I sort of Mm. started making better choices or different choices um, to be like, all right, Mm. well, now I think I want to like spend my time with people that I just enjoy more. Mm. If that makes sense. Yep. Do you, do you feel like that was a switch? That was a change oh yeah, too? that was like a big switch for me. It was a huge switch. I couldn't go back after I was like, ugh. Like now I just don't care. Right. This, I think it is a point of like you just have you have sex, and sex is good and it's fun and it's great. But to be honest with you, it's also like, okay, <laughs> like you've had sex, like, yeah. and then I'm just yeah. like. Even if it feels great with somebody, you're like, it felt great for like whatever time. And then I'm like, ah. afterwards, yeah. I don't want to look at yeah. your face anymore. Like right. I literally didn't want to look at some people's faces. And I didn't even want to have any small talk with them. I like just wanted to go. And I was like. You're like, ugh. Right. It's like, so you want to get breakfast? Ugh. Like some people, like I just remember your one face. guy was just so boring. <laughs> like he was so boring that I was like, I don't even want to deal with you as a person. I just want to go. Yeah. But I was attracted to him and that was it. But he was boring. And I was like, is this worth it to deal with somebody who's boring after? So I don't know. That that was like my, like a change for me, at least I, after doing that for a while. Mm. But Gedeal, are you, do you think like we talked about this? Are you jaded now? Is that, is part of it also, you're like, I can't trust people. I, I am. I am jaded. The second story is. I don't know. I, I took a long ass time with the first. I know. Story. I know. Do we have enough time? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear it. So I slept with a girl, right? I was like, "Yo, I got to do condoms from now on, right?" So I got this condoms called Bear Skin. Now that Bear Skin, that means there's barely any. You, you, what does that mean? Like a fear the bear skin? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right." So I got that shit. We got down. And I was like, "Oh my god." This bear skin feels like you don't have anything on. And that was because there wasn't anything on. It broke. Right? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, this bear skin is amazing. You're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should use this. This is great. <laughs> I'm like, oh, where, where has this been all my life? Right? Oh, shit. And it feels like the real thing. <laughs> and then we were done. She was like, there's a hole in here. And I was like, she noticed that there was a hole. And I was like, oh shit, there's a hole. And I was like, not again. Right. <laughs> not again. I was like, and, and then I was like, yo, she was like, I have a tracker on my phone. Let me make sure I'm not ovulating. 
Turns out she was ovulating that day. And I was like, holy shit, not again. I got somebody else pregnant now. I got to deal with the same shit. And now the fuck. I'm definitely not going to use the accurate DNA. No. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? And then uh, I was like, yo, go go to. And so I was Googling all night. And I found out that the strongest day after pill, you get it from Planned Parenthood. It's called Ally. So if you're ovulating, it will still work, right? So I was like, yo, we, you got to get that day after pill. Call me so I can see you take the pill and drink it. That's how much I was supposed to do, right? <laughs> Always feels great when uh, when you fuck a guy and he's like, there's no fucking way I want you to have a child. I do not want to have a child with you so badly that I'm going to watch you Go to this place, just videotape the whole thing, okay? So let's FaceTime you meeting the Planned Parenthood person. Get the pill. I want a witness. Can you get them to sign a contract that says they witnessed you taking? She felt horrible. She felt horrible. Well, I was like, fuck that. I didn't give a fuck. You were freaking out. <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, this is my life. I was like, child support is expensive, right? And... Um, then she took she took the pill where right? she called me she took the pill in front of me whatever and then she calls me a week later and she was like by the way you gave me chlamydia I'm like I gave you what oh my god I tested I was like I was clean she was like no there's no way because I tested myself and she, I was, she was I was clean and you gave me chlamydia and I was like oh shit and I'm thinking about like who else have I sex with maybe this person but I'm like this person was such a good person like there's no way there's other and I'm questioning myself like why did I have sex without a condom and you know like I was questioning so much I'm like I gave this girl committee and I felt bad this whole time I was like Wow. And she was like, no, it's you. it came from you. You gave me chlamydia. I was like, damn, I'm going to have to make some phone calls because I gave this girl chlamydia. And I was like, let me go get tested. I went I went to the VA. I'm like, yo, give me everything you got to give me to cure me out of this chlamydia. And she was like, and they were like, you sure you got it? They were like, we can still test you. Like, They're going to test me. They were like, do you still want the, even though we're testing you, do you want the medication? I'm like, yeah, give me the medication. The medication is you drink, and they also they they give you a medic uh, a drink, and they also give you a shot. Like, a, you ever had a penicillin shot? No, probably. I don't know. It's it's called the peanut butter shot because it's like fucking peanut butter going up your ass, oh, right? No. That shit fucking hurts, Fuck. right? I don't know. Okay. And then wow. I fell back because I was like, I, I I saw that big ass needle. It was a big ass needle that looked like this, and the lady was holding it was a little Mexican lady, and she's like, I gotta inject this right now. I was like, no, <laughs> I was a bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> No. And then I'm walking, I'm walking out of the fucking hospital and I'm walking a little weird and funny. And I'm like, all oh, these people know I got the fucking penicillin shot. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Boom. Three days later, the test results come back. Negative. I don't got no chlamydia, no gonorrhea, no nothing. I never had this shit. So I called up. I'm like, yo, look at this. You said it was me. You lied. You I lied. took a shot in the butt for you. <laughs> I took a shot. I couldn't even shit. I couldn't even take shit because of you. I was driving like this. And she was like, oh, this is bullshit. And she hung up on me. (laughs) And I was like, I'm like, yo, like, I can't, how can you trust people after that? One blames you for giving you an STD when you didn't. And the other one is like, you're the father when you're not. But okay, okay. But have we thought about the fact that I feel like this entire episode will be uh, about 
wearing condoms. <laughs> no. <laughs> the important. I, I the think that I really I wore think condoms. The, like, I, I wore the condoms. Let's get to the root of the problem. Stronger ones. Stronger <laughs> ones. <laughs> ones that fit. But then what's the point? What's the point? You better off not having sex. Well, maybe, maybe that might be the lesson for today. <laughs> you know what the lesson, you know, okay. the lesson is, the lesson is, uh-huh. is what it is, is if you're going to have a sexual partner, right? don't go around and sleep with anybody. Mm-hmm. Just be like, yo, we're going to have sex. Let's both get tested. Let me see that shit. I'm going to show you mine. You know, let's talk about some type of birth control. Whether it's the IUD or I don't know what else, you know what I mean, there is out there that we could use. But then, you know, if you got, then just do that with that person and have an understanding like this, this is just sex and that's it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, if if a girl said like, no, I, I need a condom, you would wear it? Yeah, definitely. Right? And you would still be I, I able go, to... I did go back to... The, I, you would still be able to, to have sex and come? <laughs> no, no, it's hard for me to come with a condom. Shut the fuck I up. I feel like every every guy says this. And I've literally, because like I don't take birth control. And I never have because like my body, I can't put like yeah. medicines and stuff in. I have an issue. And so so I can't take it. And every guy says the same thing. Ugh, I can't, I can't get it up without a con- like with a condom. I just can't. I can't. And I'm like, you well, know what it is. What it is is you have to understand. Mm-hmm. You ha- you, are you sleeping with guys that are older than thirty? I've said my all. I'm pretty talking about through my through all of my years. Let me tell you something. When I was like twenty two, once you touch me, I'm coming. <laughs> okay, well, nobody's oh. talking about that. <laughs> In my thirties, I gotta work. I get, I get tired. Uh-huh. I was, it's I was all your mental somebody. shit. It is mental. No, it is no, a mental not. thing. Trying, I will tell yo, you. I can't. I, I can't even without making myself sound like a fucking hoe. I can't even tell you how many guys <laughs> I who have said that shit to me, and then I'm in like, oh, clearly you fucking came and you were totally fine, and da da da. So yeah, I think it's a mental thing. I yeah. totally think it's a mental I think it's thing. Bullshit. I think after you hit your thirties, it's a little harder to be like, oh. I, I think that's. I, yeah, I agree with that. No, I think yeah. I, I mean, okay. it might take longer because it does. I'm sure it does feel different, but it's mm-hmm. also like that's better anyway. Shit. Yeah, but there's also an element of like maybe you're just like not that into that person, or I don't know. I mean, not saying even that. Yeah. Just like you get in a mental state about that, like sex. So much of sex. I don't know, even girls coming, right? Like it has to yeah, do with us right? focusing. Yeah, and if true. we're not focused, mm. you can't you can't come anyways. So if you're focused mm. on something else, I think that's what it has to do with. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe. I can see that. But you know what? I went back to the bearskins. Oh. After all that. <laughs> have you had better experiences with them since that last one? I have. I was like, because I was like, yo, fuck bearskins. I will never go back to bearskins. <laughs> Then I tried a regular condom. I was like, fuck this. I'm going back to bear skin. Well, I was going to, Gadiel, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something on you though. Is bear skin made of lambskin? Do you know? I don't know. I've got a box in there. Check. <laughs> check it out because lambskin is, I think it is, I think it's the same as bear skin. I think that's like the yeah. material of the, the thing. It's not latex. 
If it is lambskin, no. it protects you only oh, against only. pregnancy, but not. Oh, really? Not STD. Not STD. Permeable for STDs, but not. This is bare stuff. latex condoms. Okay, so if it's latex, you're okay. Yeah. No, that's a, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh okay. it's a Trojan. Oh. But if you, if you ever want to feel like absolutely nothing, try lambskin, but it it only that's, protects you for then, pregnancy, yeah. not STDs. STD. I know. And that's a, but that, STD yeah. is the number one life changer. Like, right. that STD is scary. Oh, yeah, I know. I've had scares before, and it's fucking freaked me the fuck out. Right. Shit, I'm scared right now. <laughs> Just thinking <laughs> about it. All the more reason why wrapping it up and, you know, everybody being as protected as possible is so important, you know? And I feel like for me, when, I, when that, like, safety element is involved, it's just so much better because you're like, all right, well, at least that's yeah. out as much as possible. Yeah, because even for guys hey, y'all like live you, without... Hey, sorry, go ahead, get you. Y'all live without having sex. Yeah. Could I? Um, no. You guys like, just be like... <laughs> I could. No, and they, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. You mean but with like another the, partner? Because I can do it myself all the time. It's fine. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and you and you could you could live the rest. You could live a whole year without having sex. I've lived multiple years without having sex. Yeah, it's possible. I I did a max. <laughs> I did a max of fifteen months once. Fifteen months. That was my. Yeah, that was right. my I was like, yo. Yo, I was like, I'm gonna go abstinent. I lasted like three months. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> but I mean, guys are a little bit more, you know, driven by that, I think, biologically. So um oh. but get yeah, wait, this episode is about fucking choices. All right. We're it's we're about talking fun. about <laughs> this <is> the sex <laughs> show. <laughs> I wanna know, like <laughs> all right. You know, we, we've all had some fucked up situations happen to us. And mm-hmm. have you ever looked back at your life, including like these, like what what led up to these things happening? Has there ever been like one decision or one choice that you made that sort of changed the trajectory? Is it this choice that you had to not have sex, to to have unprotected sex with your ex and that like that changed everything? Or or do you think it's like been like a series of little, little choices that now make you feel like Mm. fucking jaded in terms of dating people? Or is it like, bam, one big choice for both of you guys? What do you, what has it been? Have you ever looked back? I think, I think, uh, uh, I think that, to be honest with you, uh, that situation with my ex, um, I think that was a karma in a sense, like, like uh, that was pain. Uh, I felt like, um, you know, I had a choice a long time ago to stop uh, whatever I was doing with her. And uh, in a way, I need to be honest with myself, I, I kind of let her on and mm-hmm. it was uh, kind of selfish of me. So those are some choices that I've made selfishly because this was somebody that I knew, mm. right? And uh, and do you ever ask yourself why uh, you made difficult. that choice? Like, why did you make those choices with her? Was it just because it was comfortable? It was easy? It was like, you? what is it? I'm always curious. Like, what what is the reason that we make? It was, it was somebody I'm comfortable with. Mm. And it's somebody that knew me and that knew it. We just, it, 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 it was talking about somebody that I knew for years. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I'm not good with relationships. Like for me, I think I'm a re- thinking about relationship that scares the shit out of me because I haven't seen a good one. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom, my mom and my dad are not together. My mom stresses me out, right? And it's just like you growing up in a home where you don't see that together. You're not going to have that because you're, you're my mom fights a lot. Right. And I'm my me and my mom bump heads a lot. Now, now I'm not a lot like my mom. Now in my relationship, I'm a lot like my mom. And then fighting is fucking normal. Then I'll bring that shit in. So it's just like it just takes a lot of extra energy and work for me that felt like it's work. And it's probably not. Whatever. No, but that's so real because I I think a lot of people have childhood trauma that, that we all come from. And that informs the choices we make. Mm-hmm. about relationships mm-hmm. because we go like well this is how it was before how could it be any different and so we make choices mm-hmm. that that keep us safe from that kind mm-hmm. of crazy but it puts us into another kind of crazy i think that's why we don't have kids i think the reason the and you talk about choices right i think the reason why a lot of people our generation don't have kids is because of choices yeah and like before i remember growing up uh, and it, it might it, it might not sound right, but let's be honest, I'll be real, right? Before, like when I was eighteen, I was a virgin. Mm-hmm. Even though it was mostly imposed on women to be like, you know what, it would be, be a virgin, and when you lose your virginity when you get married, mm-hmm. you say that shit now, people be like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you, right? Even you can tell these kids right now, be like, yo, wait till you marry to lose your virginity. They be like, what the fuck? What year do you live in, right? But but uh, but now it's so much readily available. Mm-hmm. It's already available. Why am I gonna settle now? When when I, I can sleep with you, but I have four or five other ones that that wants to sleep with me too, mm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Why would I just? It's just like I'm having fun. Before, like before, it was different. It was just like everybody was like, "No, you need to be my boyfriend to get a kiss." Right? <laughs> You're like, "Damn, yeah. hey, so we got." <laughs> so you felt you felt like you had to try because it because there were like there was a time where where especially when we were younger we always made people earn it. It, it, it was earned. It was something that was earned. But here's the question. It, Here, here's me. the difference. A lot of our generation is having a lot of sex, right? We have it readily available. Then why are we still so unhappy? Oh man. Why are people uh, still that's always point. looking for somebody to change their mind? Yeah. Mm, that's a, that's, that's I think at the end of the day, it's more than just sex. Like people really do want to connect. Even if it's like a not monogamous situation, they still want to connect, you know? And I think that a lot of us mm. just have issues finding that deeper connection. So we're having the sex looking for these connections, thinking we're finding it, but not actually, which is why a lot of us aren't happy. But let me tell you, this is, this is you know, love is a chemical reaction mm-hmm. that makes people think that they're in love. So we've got to breed and, and reproduce. But we're not reproducing like that because we use a lot of protection. We see what our parents went through. Right. And we're like, you know what? Fuck that. Protection. Mm-hmm. And plus, people don't want to be paying child support. Right. So it's just, we're stopping the whole process of humanity, which is to fuck and reproduce. Right. Which back in the day, we were holding the fucking so that, that we could get to the marriage. Mm-hmm. But we're not holding that shit like that no more. 
It's not like that. Right now, when you have sex with somebody, you're like, ah, that's it, we did it. Right. I remember when, when, when you, you ever see, you ever dated somebody and have not had sex with them for a very long time, and you're like, damn, I feel connected. I really like this person. There was once I was dating a girl for like, I dated a girl for like two months, but I'm like, yo, I don't wow. want to go home, we're not going to have sex. And that was the closest I ever got close to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, I mean, you know? I you're literally I, saying all ahead. the points I've said on the show for so long, which is like this idea that intimacy comes from spending time together and that like feeling connected to somebody is what elevates sex. Right. Is like mm. we, we hook up with yeah. people and it's fun and it's whatever. And I just know because I was that person. I used to have, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like- I think people should, there's a time and place that people should hook up and have fun and whatever, right? There will come a time and maybe it happens or maybe it doesn't for you. But for me, it came a time where I was like, oh, when I actually fell in love with somebody and then I had sex, I was like, oh shit, this feels so different. And it felt so much better that then when I tried to go back the other way, I was like, oh man, this sucks. And it's, it's kind of what woke me up to go, Oh shit, I think that there are other things that are also important that would make me enjoy this like more. Which mm. isn't that what kind of broke your heart though, Gadiel, is like with the situation that happened with your ex and the child. You don't just feel jaded because you lost, you know, that some that that there was a lie or not not a lie because nobody nobody lied to you, but like but that, lie, no. but that like something didn't work out the way it was. It's this idea of family and connection mm-hmm. and and we all want that as much as we say yeah I think as much as we say like oh it's not in our mm. in our DNA to be monogamous. I'm like a man wouldn't get jealous if it wasn't in our DNA to get monogamous. Right. Mm. People are always That's jealous true. of each other. Everybody, yes, we all want to, everybody wants to spread their seed, but at the same time, you're like, you don't fucking spread it with anybody else. <laughs> and then you, you want to be hiding it or lying or going through other people's back to do it. Yeah, because right? the thing is, yeah. are, don't you think like, Gadiel, correct me if I'm wrong. If you went out to a club tomorrow, you met the girl of your dream. She's gorgeous. She is honest. She, um, you know, has all the things you were looking for. And more than anything, she's reliable and trustworthy. Would you not be like, yeah, this is this is better than me fucking yeah. around with five randos? That's true. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes, you're right. But like we always want to keep saying like oh it's choice and like everybody like where it's all readily available Damn. and it is okay preach girl <laughs> man where you been? I've been I needed to talk to you a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I think all of us even the ones who go to bars and clubs and are like I don't want a relationship are secretly hoping somebody will step up and be that person I agree that won't hurt us. Mm-hmm. I think we're so. I, I think I'm in the stage. I'm so. I'm still. I'm grieving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and either way, like I'm grieving her too. Yeah. You know, um, we were. It was, it was a partnership, and she was a good mother, and she was good to me. And she was very respectful. Um. So, uh, I think for me, it's just let me, let me grieve them for the rest of this year, mm-hmm. in a sense. 
And then I'll decide like, okay, now that I've done grieving, now I want to start something new, a new family. And it's true, like what you said. It when I had that, when I had my son, it was like it was not about my father or the traumas that my father had. On right. It was me creating a fatherhood, a father and son relationship with somebody new. Yeah. It was just about me and him. Now it was not about the past. Yeah. My parents were in the past, but at right at that moment. So and it was my opportunity to be a father. Yeah, I think you're doing it right in terms of taking time to to grieve and heal and whatever, and know that the right thing will happen for you if you make good choices. <laughs> right. You know, and we learn you're from right. the you, things you. that we, the mistakes that we made. Yeah, yeah. You had this yeah. like wonderful opportunity to have like sort of a peek into you know, what's coming for you. And then it's going to be so fucking amazing. And you already, you know, you already have those feelings. So I think once this grieving period has happened, it's just going to be a whole new, mm. a whole new thing for you. It's going to be really wonderful. I think. Aww, thank you. Gedia, let me ask you. So, you know, do, okay. A couple questions. Do you think you make good choices? In general, I don't. No. I definitely it depends. I think I'm more of the type of guy that, that I go with the flow. Like, okay, whatever. Like, and then the opportunity presents itself, I attack. So that's uh, what I was going to ask. Like, biggest. so when you meet when you meet someone, whether it's on an app or in life and whatever, what's your thought process when you're like swiping or you meet them in life and they're like, "Hey, let's let's hang out." Oh, uh, damn, that's a good question. Does anything damn, go through like, your head? I, I don't, I don't, I don't do the Tinder uh whatnot. Because uh, I, I matched with somebody and they were like, I know who you are. I'm like, oh. Sure, yeah. And, and I deleted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, meeting somebody, that's a good question. I don't know. I have to connect with a person. I feel like, I like, I, I like dancing or whatever. Like, uh, with I think I need to be, I don't know. The conversation has to be good. Yeah. I have to connect with him, them some way, some way. It does, it's not all about beauty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Uh, I think we're so hung up with beauty and on Instagram, like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then the next generation is more obsessed with beauty. Like, you know, for me, like, I date a girl with a big ass forehead. I, I find that sexy. Right? <laughs> right? But uh, I don't know. I think I did, I don't know. Coming back, coming back to New York, right? Mm-hmm. And meeting people that are a lot like me i miss that and i feel like right now i'm like i'm seeing women that are like oh my god they're they remind me of home mm. so yeah. in my thought process uh in seeing them i don't know that's a good question that's, that's a good question because i'm like i don't really think about choices and and choices is very important but as a man you're conditioned to be like take what you can right yes, yes. That was the reason I asked this question, because I think it is like so many of us think that we make good choices. But let's all think about when we meet somebody, when we're swiping on somebody, like, are we asking ourselves questions beforehand, before we swipe right? Are we going like, uh, because a lot of people don't even read profiles, right? And Mm -hmm. I was so picky when I would like when I did apps. Because I was like, 
I read people's shit and I'd be like, oh, this person's literally saying some whack shit right here. Why am I going to yeah, swipe yeah, on yeah. them? Or they look like a douchebag. So like, why am I going to put myself in a situation where I'm just going to like get annoyed? And, and, or if I met somebody, have I had my times where literally like, I remember once in New York, I looked at a guy at this Halloween party. I was like, man, he's hot. I turned around. He was right there. I went home with the guy. I was like, have I been there? Yes completely. But there was a point where I started going like, oh, I got to make better choices. So let me think about things before I jump into anything with somebody just because is it worth all the other drama that comes from it if we're not thinking? Yeah, you, you know what? You are absolutely right. I'm with you on that. A hundred percent. Because I was like, yeah. <laughs> And my little cousin, I was like, yo, you know, what do you think about this girl? And my little cousin, she was like, she, I saw her picture of the one girl. She was like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, you could do so much better. Like, what is she doing here? What is this? You could do better. You got to be better. And then sometimes what I, I understood from that conversation is like, you, she's like, you got the edge, right? And I was like, okay, so what? And she says, uh, you cannot just give your time to anybody or everybody. And I think the, the not making a choice stems from insecurity, mm-hmm. right? Not making a choice is just like, like, am I really good enough to be like all about making choices? Like, I'm like, like right, this time I'm saying, like, I never looked at myself as that person. Like, I make a choice or be picky or pick something. And also living in LA, people are like very insecure. And uh, how would I say what was the perfect word I said? When people are extremely picky, they're extremely picky in LA. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a word for that. That's uh, Like they are, um, I mean, we said insecure, but like they, like high standards, but not. No, not, not high standards, but like they're very, I don't know. I, I'll come back to me. Yeah. But LA, LA is full of people that are like, they think that they're the show for like too much. Like, oh my God, this guy does this. Oh my God, he has abs, but he's this. I want somebody that has abs. All right. Can I have somebody that's a nice person and abs and can cook? You know, and, 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 like, I'm like, oh, look at his Instagram. I don't know about his following. Oh my God, this video that he, uh-huh. his shoes. Right. So it's like, uh, living in LA and seeing all of that, I was like, oh. It's like, it's weird. It's a little off-putting. I think you also, sorry, go ahead, finish. Go ahead. No, 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 finish, finish. So I think me trying to take, sometimes I don't make so many choices because I experience and I see all this um, better than in in Los Angeles, right? Uh, That that I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, I just want somebody that's normal. I just want a normal girl that doesn't give a fuck about social media and doesn't give a fuck about taking pictures. That's not part of the fucking industry. I want a girl next door. Right. And you know what? I like girls with big ass foreheads. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care about her ass. I care. I care that she's a nice girl. and She'll treat me good. And you know what? She can have a big ass forehead too. Right. You have below big forehead kids. Like I don't care. Rihanna's got a big forehead. She's hot. Exactly. Look at that. That's my boo. But and I think you brought up something that is is really poignant, actually, which is you bring up the fact that men have been conditioned not to believe that they have choice in the matter. 
that you Mm -hmm. are just meant to accept what gets thrown at you. If you are Mm -hmm. attractive and funny and, you know, Gedi, I could see you getting a lot of girls. Mm -hmm. So, but, but even then you go, like, I've been trained as a man to accept any offer that comes to me. You get more offers than other guys, maybe, you know, who don't feel as good in their bodies. And so, and so I can understand for even those guys, why they're not even thinking before making a choice because they're going, there's a choice, just fucking take it. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but then we all end up in this fucking loop of, Mm. of just shitty relationships, especially because guys are not thinking before, you know, moving ahead with somebody and at any level, because I think like, yeah, guys have, have been trained to think differently. To not think at all, really. You know what? Nothing at all. Nothing. Just think what you think. Yeah. And th- and I think that's that's sad because there does come a point where, and nowadays, you can't just say, oh, guys are the only fuckboys out there because girls are wild now too. Right? Like, I know so many stories of girls who play dudes and, and all this shit. And so... Mm. Now it's not even about or or it's people, right? People are yeah, all the same now. So it's just like now we have to like use our discernment and our judgment and our and and like you know, everybody like it bugs me cuz people are like, "Oh, I don't like to judge people." I'm like, "No. <laughs> judge people." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "God gave you the skill <laughs> to use judgment." Mm. Let's call it something different. Let's call it critical thinking. And then and then let's use that to like make better choices. Like if somebody's coming up to you and looks and acts like a fuckboy, likelihood is he's a fuckboy. He's a fuckboy. And then it's the likelihood. It's like in murder. Yeah. And then you're mingling with that person. Now you're giving your energy. You sleep with the person, the person's giving you that energy. And they're negative people, you're getting all that energy. Yeah. You're from them. Right, and it guess what? And afterwards, it's hard to get rid of them because now you're fucking emotionally attacked. Yeah, now they're all up in your head all the time. Yep, mm. they're all up in your head, and you're like, no, what the fuck are they doing? Right, now they fuck on your head and your career and your fucking life and your journey. You're like, now I'm thinking this person is ruining my life. Yeah, right. I had so many guys distract me from my mm-hmm. work, my you know the the crazy ex I talk about on the show. Mm. I was so broken by him that it 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 ruined my career even like I was wow I was an actor who was doing so much and that relationship broke me so badly I couldn't even feel for like mm. two years I like wow. was like a shell of a person it took lots of therapy Holy to shit. get back to like feeling but I lost so much of my career because of it because that steam I had going was gone and our business is so fickle and whatever. And it's not, it didn't just happen once. It happened twice. It happened three times. It happened four times. Now, then I became like, this is fucking nuts. Like, I can't have a, a person who distracts me and isn't adding to my life because life is so short and I want to achieve things. And that's when, like, when I took 2019 off, I said, I'm just going to focus on my work. I tested. I was like runner up for one of the biggest shows on TV right now. And, and I got 
a writing, like a, a writer's job on Netflix's Mr. Iglesias. Like I made good progress because I decided like my life is important enough to me to not have anybody fuck it up anymore. Mm-hmm. And now like I'm only in this relationship because we support each other in our our work so much. And like we're so like he doesn't bring me down. If there was any part of it, like if he brought me down, it would not work anymore. Mm. Um, but we we oh, wow. never do that to each other. Um, and that's the reason it I know like this is a healthy relationship. But it it came mm-hmm. from like weeding out right, all these right. other people and mm-hmm. like going, you know what? I think you got shit going on in your life that I can't bring into mine right now because I'm still figuring me out. And it's okay for us to say that. Mm. Yeah. Because like you're on a path, Danielle. You're fucking, you're killing it. And you want people to be able to elevate that and elevate you. Because imagine how much more you do in life when we're happy. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know, I was talking to my barber about that. I was like, you know, I was like, fuck this. Forget the relationship. And he was like, no, don't say that. And uh, he's a man that's like 40, I'm 46 years old. And I'll tell you, like, you know, you could think like that all you want. But right now you need somebody that's going to be your partner. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to help you. Somebody that's going to be there with you. If you have that mentality that is a waste of time and is also extra work, then that's exactly how you're going to approach everything. Don't approach it like that. Because there are people out there that's worth being with. And I'm telling you, I'm 46 years old. I mean, you know, I got a girlfriend now, even though I, my, me and my wife didn't work out, but uh, I'm telling you because I've seen it and, and I'm telling you as an advice because I got, I'm 10 years old. Yeah. And I was like, man, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that person's very wise. I mean, there's 7 billion people, I was just right? Say, yeah. <laughs> Go there's ahead, Aisha. No, no, I was just going to say there's 7 billion people out here. Like, there's no way there's nobody out there for somebody, you know? We just got to do the work. That's all. That's true. And and even if oh, even if nice. we don't find that person, it's just that we don't have to lose faith in humanity. Right. Because mm. we're good people. And so if we exist, other good people have to exist. Exactly. And whenever we see good mm. relationships, and there are some out there, and like the fact that yeah. they exist means yeah. this is possible. Mm-hmm. But I think I, we're I just in a you. state where we you know, it's easier to go like, fuck that shit. Like, I don't want to deal. And then we get in like a bad habit loop, you know? Yeah, I think I think when you have it, you know, I think about my family, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like my mom went through some shit. Uh, She had two shitty men. And then she's in her 50s and she's not with nobody. And then she had other shitty men. I'm like, man, it's poor choices, but also like, um, my mom is, you know, a person of color. Like we grew up, like you know, an immigrant family. She's very condescending. So she's very condescending towards me. She didn't even know this. Mm-hmm. Like she's short and tempered. Like anything, she'll spaz out because of anything. So that's my experience, right? Mm-hmm. Me growing up in this household. This is what I know. This is a woman of my life, and this is what I experienced from this woman. So you know, and then I see my aunts and uncles like. A lot of them are married, but their their relationship is not great. Right. You know, yeah. the insane I'm saying. So it's just, I see all this and I see everybody getting divorced. And I, see, I don't see happiness. Mm-hmm. Right. If I don't see happiness, how can I be a person that's like, hmm, 
positive on my being a good relationship without even know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a. That's why I've been single such a long time. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an Eckhart Tolle quote. I just heard this before, but and I'm paraphrasing it. But he basically says like the ego is so dumb that it would rather be right and suffer than be wrong and be at peace. Which means Mm. that we would rather, because we say, I was the same. I grew up in a dysfunctional fucking home. I had domestic abuse in my home. I've never seen my parents Mm -hmm. get along. I've seen so much shit that people don't know about. And, And that's why I was the same. I was like, I don't believe in marriage. I don't want kids. I don't want any of this shit. And I'm still like on the fence about things. But I learned like, a big thing for me was also I kept saying, like, relationships suck. Guys suck. Guys suck. And every time I said that, I kept looking for that. Mm-hmm. And we look for it because it makes our ego feel right. That see, I told you I was right. Instead of going, mm-hmm. you know what? No, there are good guys out there. And then when I started changing that, I started saying, like, no, they're good guys. They're good guys. They're good guys. They're good guys. Just lying to myself in the beginning. I was like, <laughs> straight up, I was. I was like, I'm just lying. And, but I started seeing it slowly. And then the bat, those like shitty guys stopped even being attractive to me. Like full on. I, I was like, Aisha has seen some of the guys that I have ended up with. And it's like, it's, it's fucking mind blowing even to me to go, oh my God, now I find those people disgusting. <laughs> No way. Attractive, so, so think, but disgusting as human. Do you feel like that that was a change for you? Like, like okay, that, uh, you know, I got to stop thinking like this. Maybe uh, think more positive about it. Well, I just decided that I would rather, like literally what that quote said, I would rather be wrong and be at peace now. Mm-hmm. And so then, and, and and the truth is I was really wrong. I was really wrong about the way I used to think about relationships and people and mm-hmm. life. And, you know, I used to say I hated kids just because I was scared to have them because of what I grew up with. I thought, oh my God, I'm always gonna, like kids just get fucked up by parents. That's why you should never bring a kid into the world. Now, like, I love kids. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, these little cute fucks, like they're stupid and so sweet. And like, I wanna cuddle them. I'm still not sure if oh. I want one, but I, but I love them now. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah, there's a benefit to these little fuckers running around. Like, <laughs> that's how I got here. Yeah. I'm not lie, man. Sometimes I see these kids and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was talking to a girl. She was she was a single mom. And every time she was like, she'll talk to me. And she'll be like, you know, yeah, what you doing? Anthony, uh, get down from there. <laughs> get down. <laughs> no. And that's why people need partners, right? Like in the ideal situation, everybody wants somebody to fucking pass their kid on to for a bit. Well, I can't do this. And then Anthony came over and started, I just bought a brand new TV, Sony Bravia, 75 inch TV. This motherfucker runs and touch the screen of my TV. It's like, Spider-Man, (laughs) Spider-Man. I can't whoop him, huh? Damn. Yeah. Give them your phone. Just give them your phone. <laughs> it's also funny when it's somebody else's kid right. versus when it's your yeah. own kid. We just forgive so much when it's our own kid. Yeah. When somebody else's, I'm like, 
Why are they no peach? That so- monster out of here. <laughs> why you not? Why you? Why are you saying something? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why can't they just sit in a corner? Why right. do they always need to move? Oh. <laughs> and then, then you think of yourself as a kid, and you're like, oh, I was worse than that. Terrible. <laughs> All Terrible. over the place. Yeah, Completely know. reckless. Gadiel, have we I fixed you? Uh, you know, uh, this has been very inspiring, to be honest. You are extremely inspiring. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, you, you, I sound, you sound, you gave me hope. But there's still a part of me that was like, that I, I just, I just, I feel like, I think there's a part of me that wants that time. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That does you not mean you should time. speed up your timeline. You should not speed up your yeah. timeline. That's part of the process is the time. The time. And I need to grieve these people. Mm-hmm. I need to grieve her and I need to grieve these, this baby. And you're, you're, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. And I do think need to think uh, about changing my mindset. And, and uh, I think I need to hold myself in a high regard. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I'm like, okay, if I meet somebody, it's because they're bringing something to the table. Right. Right. Uh, my father, my father's 76 and his wife is like 40 something, right? And I feel like part of him finding somebody that was way younger was, was to maybe there's some, something insecure about him. That he was like, let me find somebody that's way younger, right? Mm-hmm. That could mold to how I want them to be. I don't think there's love. That I don't think there's love there for that shit weird, right? No offense if he ever hears this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but my but that's the well, well the reason why I'm saying that because these are things that I've seen, right? And this is it. And it, what you're saying hasn't been real to me. Mm-hmm hasn't been real anywhere else. The only, probably one person I can say was my boy, Andy, he's married. He, I, I was throughout the whole process when he was with his girlfriend, his girlfriend became his wife and his wife had, then they had two kids. He goes home and the kids confront him. They, like, you know, like that's beautiful. And he's the only man that I've seen. And I, he's faithful to his wife. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't come around. I don't bring women around him. I'm a friend of his and I'm also a friend of his wife. So I, I respect his wife. And, uh, but that, that's the only marriage that gave me hope, gives me hope that I've seen yeah. so far. And hey, man, we just need one. Just mm-hmm. need one. Yep. That, that was me. When I moved to LA, I, again, like I hadn't seen that, especially in Toronto. Then I lived in New York and I had such a shitty time and I never had any friends that were married or anything. And then I moved to LA and I, for a, a bit of time before I got my own place, I was living with a girlfriend of mine and she was married and she just had a baby and it was uh, the baby was four and a half months old and their relationship. I like danced at her wedding when I was 18, you know, and so she's always been like a big sister to me. And I've seen her and her partner, her husband together for so long. And I would see the way that they would fight and and like they didn't really fight like they fought even if they disagreed. It wasn't like what I was used to you know, and, Mm. and they gave me so much hope. And I was like, Oh, like that, that's what I want. Like this kind of thing. And then, and like, that's all we need is to start seeing a little bit more of those people. Cause I don't know who your friend is, but we also have a mutual friend, Eric, who has a great marriage and kids and, you know, he's very happy. And, um, 
And we just got to focus on some of those people mm-hmm. and like what they're doing right. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. I never met his wife, right? But I know he talks a lot about his wife and kids. Yeah. Eric is a phenomenal comic. If y'all listening, go check out Eric Rivera. I think it's oh, Eric yeah. Rivera Comedy. Uh, he's such a nice guy. But uh, you're hilarious too, man. Bo- you're fucking, you're, uh, you're killing it on. Thank you. Uh, and all yourself, but especially on Instagram, man. I'm doing my thing, just working, working. I, I, I've been slowing down, taking time, time with the family and stuff. But my boy, Andy, came over to my house, and I was like, this, this is when I found out I needed a wife. <laughs> he came over to my house. He's like, bro, I need your keys. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I need your keys. So I can open like I need to get my weed that I have in the car. And I was like, bro. Like, I, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I got to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Where I, sh- I got to shoot a commercial tomorrow. You're waking me up for fucking weed in my fucking car. And he goes like, come on, man. Just get the key- keys. Like, I can't find this shit. And I'm like sleepy and tired. And I can't find my keys at all. And then the, 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 before he left, he was like, God damn, you don't have a wife, huh? Damn. And he left. <laughs> yeah. The audacity. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh, I guess his wife has his keys. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, Gadiel. I'm pretty... <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that's it. That was, that was all I wanted to say about <laughs> his marriage. Well, this has been an awesome, awesome episode. It it went all sorts of ways. And this is the stuff I love. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, this was great. I think this was the best podcast I've ever been on. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and next time you meet a you, girl, you, you gotta you. vet you gotta vet her through us. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> you know, you, I love the way y'all think. Um and I'm glad I met y'all. And I think uh, surrounding yourself with people that have that type of outlook and life really affects you and impacts you. So I'm looking to build more of a relationship with you guys. Um, like because when you're around people that's always negative, right? Always negative, and it, it affects your mm-hmm. life. And and then everything that you said was like, wow, that's extremely powerful. And I want I want to know more of of what you got to say. You know what I mean? So thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Gadiel, that was so sweet. That Thank was probably the nicest thing guests have said that to us. All the other yeah. guests suck. Part of me is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part of me is like, man, did I say too much? I brought out the condoms and all that shit. It's like, uh, that, we're going to cut that out. Huh? No, not at all. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just called myself a hoe on this podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, you're totally fine. Yeah, just put some. Do you have a Patreon? Put let's let's cut some parts. And put <laughs> we parts should. On, on we your really Patreon. should. We I'm should. For free. I am actually starting a Patreon yeah, have- in like a in like a month or so. I, the Patreon people have hit me up so many times to do this. All right. And I've just go. been so busy. I haven't had a second to get it together. You know, the the for the shit that I, some of the shit that I confess through here should be on Patreon. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> Fuck that. We're not going to give that shit off of free. Right. <laughs> you can make them work harder to get that information. Oh, my God. It's like a relationship. It's true, though. Yeah. We are worth exactly. it. Big facts. Um, we are worth it. Gadiel, you're not totally done. We have something called six questions. We ask every guest 
um, okay. before we wrap up the exact same six questions. So I'm curious to know what you'll say. It's like rapid fire. So don't even think about it too much. Okay. You ready for your six questions? All right. I'm ready. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? They got fat ass. <laughs> no, yeah, that's fine. It's whatever. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. Uh, what is one deal breaker? Ah, uh, deal breaker. Oh man, if I can't have a conversation with them, oh bad breath. Bad breath, yeah, yeah. Um, what turns you on? I don't know. All right, yeah. Turns me on. Oh man, a businesswoman. Oh. She's all about her business or she running something or she's sending some shit. I don't go for what she's sending. I'm like, damn, mommy, get that money. <laughs> yes. What it. are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Oh, my weakness, I can tell you, I got short temper. So like, uh, I could. Dominican fire. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, and I, it's a hard time being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the other one? That was, what's uh, your strength? The positive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My strength. I'm loyal. Extremely loyal. That's awesome. Um, Gadiel, what is love? Love is a chemical reaction that makes people think that they're in love, so they could breed, and then they fall into a failing marriage. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put that on the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Last question. Besides, I got that from Rick. I got that from Rick. I got that from Rick and Morty. I love it. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Rick and Morty is one of the best shows ever. Ever. Best. Uh Gedia, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? What three words? Yep, only three words. Three words. Three words. I papi. <laughs> yes, uh, probably one of the the best answers we've gotten on that. Definitely a first. <laughs> I love it, Gadiel. How can everyone find you and your work and everything in your socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, on social media at Gadiel Delorbe. Uh, which is my name. It was G-A-D-I-E-L-D-E-L-O-R-B-E. I know. There's a, there's a lot of letters. But, you know, just put my first name, G-A-D-I-E-L. I should pop up. And, guys, all of it will be in the description of this episode. Gadiel, thank you so much for being on the show. Woo! You should have told me before I spelled all that shit out. Oh, so much tea. <laughs> so much tea. <laughs> But we're grateful. We loved having you on. Thank you. Uh, I love being on. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> All right. How's uh, wait, so still, wait, wait, wait. Still hold on the line. We're finishing <laughs> He's up. He's ready to go. <laughs> Is this how you are after sex? You're like, all right, so I'm done. Important. I got to how do I log off? I know. <laughs> I just been like, I called the Uber. <laughs> Got five minutes. Friends, uh, we are also on social media. Please make sure you follow oh, us. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. Uh, Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the entire board. 
I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please tell a friend to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, we'd be so grateful. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts via voice voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. And Deanna Martinez is our graphic designer. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.